right, everybody, we are back from E3 2011. You know, if there's a single place in the world for psychotic gamers, E3 is definitely that place. Uh, It's certainly a place for the occasional pop-up shower as well, but that's another topic for another day. Wow, we're actually on episode 14 already. They let you in here this many times? Yes, I'm surprised. We have the usual bunch of crazies here. Let's give introductions starting on my right. Over to you, Adam. Am I on your right? You are indeed, sir. Okay, I'm Adam. (laughs) Brent. I'm Brent. Hi. (laughs) And Stephen. No comment. Anonymous. Hey, that's right. I'm anonymous. And, of course, I'm Ken. Uh, hopefully getting some handle on everything that we have to go through. I guarantee you right now there is no way that we're going to give you everything that we saw today. We're going to give you the best, the brightest, and the occasional failure. But for the most part, we're going to keep you in tune. As we go through the next few weeks, we'll get a couple more podcasts out and fill out the entire uh, list of things that we got to see uh, off the top, what I'd like to do is go over go over some overall thoughts. Adam, unfortunately, was not able to join us this year. He was in our hearts, in our thoughts, in our dreams. <laughs> he was at a wedding. What the hell? Um, <laughs> <laughs> some things are more important. Uh, I, I don't get well, how. But... Did, it, did, did my plan work where you held my picture up with the booth babes and then take a picture? No, there was nope. a whole there was there was an embargo against your picture. I don't I don't know what that's about. But damn it. <laughs> so we'll go over some uh, overall thoughts and, and you can give us some of your insight from the outside looking in um, let's get uh, just some some ideas out on the table Brent let's start with you well as far as my overall thing uh, my overall perception of E3 I thought there were a lot of strong games that were there I was really blown away by Skyrim. I mean, I could talk for this entire podcast on that game, and wow. But there were other games there, too, like uh, the new Ace Combat was there, Ninja Gaiden 3. Basically, there were a lot of hardcore titles that I've heard about being developed, but got my first chance to see actually in a- like live in action. And so, I think you made the Ace Combat guys know start bleeding for being <laughs> that long. We, we were gone for about an hour. We came back. Brent was still talking that he's come back. Oh, I even came back again just to play the demo oh God, again. The Terminator. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. But there were some some great surprises uh, as far as also in the merchandise realm that I got to see. Uh, if you check out xboxaddict.com, you'll be able to see I posted up a couple large pictures, pardon the size, of uh, the new prototype Master Chief that is made by Play Arts Kai. And, oh. yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> uh, Adam just hit the roof of the yeah. apartment there. Yep, go there and check them out. You'll see them. I'm going to hopefully get some more pictures uploaded and everything like that. Uh, yeah, there's been a lot of surprises to me as far as quality goes this year. I thought the games that we did get a chance to see did provide a lot better quality than I was personally expecting. So, oh, okay. I'm going to open up Pandora's box here. I'm going to ask Brent what he thought of Connect this year. Pandora's <laughs> box, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Well, now that I have free reign to talk about uh, Connect, I did. Whoa, 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 whoa! 
I did think that some of the applications were innovative as far as being able to control every single function, including searching through uh, items and Bing and all this kind of stuff like that with Connect. I thought that type of integration was more up my alley because it gave I'm not a big fan of like the Sesame Street games and I mean for those who know me I'm not a big <laughs> fan of Connect at all and I'm I'm trying to hold back here on this but as far as some of the like integration to the hardcore application as far as like with Mass Effect and everything that to me was surprising that to me was very surprising but ultimately I was really disappointed yet again with Connect I thought that the potential was there. The whole Fable thing, Stephen, I'd love to get your input on this, but to me, playing Fable is all about adventure and exploration and everything like this, and I, I just don't get it when I have two circles and that's it on my screen. So hopefully you can... Oh, there's more to it than that. There's more to oh, it. I'll get okay. into that later. Okay, good. Because see, Peter right, Molyneux even said so himself. So yeah, but he'll also promise you the world on a silver plate and deliver you nothing. Oh, of course, of so. course. But this is straight from the horse's mouth. I, I still haven't gotten over that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was to me it was a weak showing yet again. Like the whole Star Wars thing, it looks slow. Like everything, like even though it was a rail based type of connect Star Wars game, it just looked. Very, very poor, and it was just well, to me. Another Ken and I got to try Star Wars, so maybe we'll we'll hear both of our input because we tried it. And okay. Yeah. Well, then you yeah, only saw it, right? You did, did. You get to try it? No, no, I didn't. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> me and Connect, no, we don't get along. <laughs> Wait, you mean you're 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 basing a judgment without trying it first? Yeah, imagine what? that, right? <laughs> <laughs> see, see, Brant, I'm going to tell you guys something. Brant's last and dreadful experience with Connect was at E3 last year when Dance Central was coming out, and he was dancing the poker face of Lady Gaga. And I'm still waiting to go downhill. It, it was a slippery slope all the way down the hill from that point on. So it was a catastrophe. Uh, give you guys that contrast, you know. <laughs> well, Brent, yeah. I mean, this this was your second E3 now. So what was the contrast between this year and and the first time you went? Well, the, last year when I went, I thought there were more booths set up all over the place, but they were smaller. This year, the booths seem to be less, but just way more over the top. I mean, I still can't get over the Bethesda booth, where it had a huge, massive 20-foot carved wall of Skyrim that wrapped around the entire booth. And then they had this massive dragon that was, like, overlooking the entire conference. I mean... The booths this year, I thought, were just way over the top. I mean, there was a the Batman uh, Arkham City booth had that 40-foot-high silk banner that just literally almost completely engulfed the entire thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, Activision almost had an entire floor, I thought, because it was just so wide open and just... There's, wow, it was just way over the top. So the booths, I thought, this year were fewer but better. So, which made yeah. also which made also going to appointments a heck of a lot easier because if you have a bunch of smaller booths and obviously people are stopping by checking out these and that and whatever, but at the same point in time you have to get to your next appointment, so you have to finagle your way throughout this thing and you're like a salmon swimming upstream and more people just all of a sudden just walk and then stop right in front of you like ooh look at that, 
You know, so yeah, it provided a lot. For half it a was... second, I thought Brent was saying smaller boobs, not smaller <laughs> boobs. Uh, but uh, there was that's another story for E3, right? The base right. and everything else, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah you, you can't state yeah, that. I'm trying to hear your opinion. Well, yeah, like, I, I mean, unequivocally, this this was the first time I went. I mean, it's not the first time I, I've. Uh, been introduced to this type type of conference thing, but uh, I will say the the scale of E3 is incredible. Um, just for them to use that entire floor space dedicated to gaming is incredible, bar none. When you first walk up on this, there is a there's an there's an, an ebb and a flow just coming at you constantly. Whether it's the people you're going by, the booths you're going by. The entire city seems to be in this gaming mode, um, but I'm amazed that the industry actually expects the number of people showing up to experience the amount being shown inside of three days. We had some pretty strong appointments. We were able to, you know, Stephen did a fantastic job of getting everything put together in the right spot. So we were able to walk up, hi, how you doing? You know, let's get in there, see the video, get hands on, move on to the next thing. And we were going nonstop. We saw a couple of lines. We saw a couple of lines. We scraped the tip of that iceberg, didn't we? That's right. Like it just scraped the tip. I mean, that's right. There's still a lot of stuff we never got a chance to get to. A lot of stuff that we walked by that wasn't, you know, openly promoted beforehand that that was new to even us and and caught us off guard that we didn't get a, a chance to get to, but to see the 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 volume of people waiting in line for two and three hours to oh, see a, a, a a preview that's video or lineup then, wow, that's short. Wow, that is incredible. <laughs> incredible. Now now Adam, you this year had kind of what I traditionally have that outside looking in and and. I usually spend the week watching a lot of these different videos, and I seem to get a, a, a general overall impression. What were you able to get out of this year? Well, I mean, I've been doing E3 before, so I kind of know, you know, I know what the experience is, and I know what it's like being there. Um, and, I mean, I go to PAX every year as well, so, I mean, I, I get what it is like to be there. Watching it from the outside is definitely different. Um, this year, I felt it was much more kind of broken up. I don't know how to explain it. Like, the press conferences were okay, but normally the press conferences kind of have everything, where I was finding out so much stuff that wasn't even in the press conferences this year. Exactly. So mm-hmm. that was kind of the big thing I noticed differently this year. Because um, normally the big, big news, you expect to be in one of the three conferences and quite a bit of the news was actually not even mentioned in the, the three press release things. Exactly. So, I've actually yeah. been finding out stuff since I got back. And, I mean, we were there on the floor. We were talking to these people. And yeah. I'm finding out stuff now. So, I mean, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm a little... Uh, I'm, uh, I, I can't say I'm uh, at all jaded, but I'm a little bit uh, dismayed at, at how it's all thrown at, at you. And, and you're kind of expected to be able to take it all in. Now, Stephen, you're the veteran here. You're the guy that's been <laughs> in and out of... I have lost count of how many E3s I've been to, to exactly. be honest with you. And you've the, really... first, the first one I think I was at was 1999, not even for Xbox. This was for PC and everything else. And 
And watching uh, you go through all of it, I mean, it, it looks like you've got it down to a bit of a science. So why don't you tell us what your thoughts were for this year? Um, definitely, we uh, we as a site, we were. Uh, I, I was happy that we weren't just two people or one person because in the past, with the limited amount of people, we were allocated to go. Um, and some sites were allowed just one person. I'm happy that we were there, the three amigos, so to speak, uh, at the show and everything else. As far as the show carrying out, um, I thought the show was less crowded as it normally was. Like Brent could probably vouch for that. But last year, going through the, the, the spaces in between each booth, oh, it was insane. This year, I can cut through the people without having to you know, uh, touch somebody in the private parts by accident, you know, yeah, by accident, accident. that a boy, that a boy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what I'm getting at, it was, I thought it was less congested, I guess is a better way to say it. And I, I could see why they limit the people, uh, but it makes it really hard to plan for a small site like ours, uh, to go there and everything. Now, as far as the show itself, uh, there was, I go, not every year that I get caught off guard with a game that just blindsides me. And there was one game that did this year, which was good. And I like that. I really like when a game comes out of nowhere and goes, hey, check this out. I'm doing something cool. And basically, I was really impressed. Uh, my big concern this year was the new Call of Duty. How this new developer, we were working with Infinity Wars, going to crank out the next Call of Duty was the graphics going to look like PlayStation 1 graphics or, you know what I mean? Was it going to be mediocre? Was it going to be, because I'm a big Call of Duty fan and uh, uh, I was impressed. So those were my big concerns going in, you know what I mean? I was glad that we were able to go there and have a good time. There wasn't any big uh, dramas, uh, let's say, uh, relatively speaking, within Xbox Addict as far as going there, which is good. So... Overall, it went really well. Good, good. So. I mean, to follow up on that, um, let's just talk briefly about you know some of the um, game titles, some studios, some some overall that you're really eager to get more hands on with, or even just to hear more information. Uh, I'd love to see this limited to do a couple of top two, but there's no way we're going to be able to do that with Brent. No and way. then I'll tell you, Brent was <laughs> Brent was really got in there, really got. Uh, his hands on some great games. I was really envious coming out of it going, you know what, I wish I'd asked those questions. He was on, on the ball for certain. So uh, let's go around that way. Um, let's start with you, Stephen. Well, the game, the one game that I was blown away was uh, Star Trek. The, the new game from Paramount Interactive, I guess they're called. Yep. Um, uh, I... Ken and I kind of wandered there based on rumors, and we were, we found this cubicle out in Concourse Hall. And we were, Ken's like, what the hell? Where the hell are you bringing me? And I'm like, well, this is Paramount. And the guy sitting outside recognized me. And I said, can we get to see this, this game everybody's talking about, which is Star Trek? He's like, yeah, 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 for sure. I came out of there. Ken, you can chime in here, but I was, I was blown away. Yeah, you know, uh -huh. I agree. I'm, I'm a Star Trek. Uh -huh. I'm a Star Wars fan. I, I've stay away from Star Trek, but this is a must-have title. This is going to be cool. It's co-op, and this was like a pre-alpha build, and it looked really polished, and I was like, wow. wow. Uh, I was literally beside myself a little bit because this was totally unexpected. 
And that's what I like about E3. You can get those gems every once in a while that um, are pretty cool. Uh, the other game that I went, oh crap, this looks pretty good, is um, Saints Row 3. <laughs> as screwed up as that game is, I, I, I just love that humor. I, I'm a fan of the series and uh, that. And I'm going to have one last one was Batman Arkham City was the one I went, wow, this is really cool. They went over above and beyond what I thought they would do as a sequel title. So we can get into that a little later on in more in depth. But uh, what about you, Ken? Well, I, you know what? I'm, I'm right there with you. The, the Star Trek title, Saints Row the Third. I'm getting a it, it'll be the first time I do a pre-order title. Um, and uh, the other title that really got me also came from Paramount was the War of the Worlds. Um, you know, kind of a side-scrolling. It's an Xbox Live Arcade title. It's got a, a limbo feel, and and anyway, once you see more of it, believe me, uh, it's going to be quite impressive. Um, the other thing that really caught my eye, and it's it's the first time I've I've experienced this, is some of the peripherals. Um, we got a great chance to meet with a few different developers, and right up there on the top of my list is Mad Cats. Uh, I have to say kudos for them for doing whatever it's taken to get in with Xbox. They have some incredible Xbox 360 controllers coming out that just look and feel fantastic. The price points are right in line. Add to that, they have some great headphone sets coming, all kinds of things. And finally, um, there's a product out there from the vault and hopefully we'll have more information for everybody on this soon but I mean I'm, I'm a fan of modding my machine but I'm not a fan of <laughs> throwing away a $300 piece of hardware so I've always kind of kept away from it you know I've spent a few bucks on a couple face plates but these products actually slip over your existing 360 or slim case and kind of tighten down and you have a customized modded case it's really incredible to Those see. Those did look really cool. Like the one with the shells, they were real yeah. 12 gauge shells hollowed out and everything. And did you getting... see them, Brent? Uh, no, no. I oh, was man. busy checking out other hardware, like headphones. He was back and... over at Ace Combat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <right>. play Connect. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, we were able to uh, see those, and and they have some licensing going on with the different uh, developers. So hopefully that'll come on uh, pretty well as well. Um, Brent, how's it about you? Okay, I'll try and make this short. Uh, <laughs> Don't try it. I'll, 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 oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, as far as the hardware goes, I was really surprised as well. Uh, I went to Turtle Beach and checked out some of their new headphones, uh, the PX51s and the PX500s, and the, the 500s aren't even out yet. But it was cool because I got a chance to see some of their new features and play around with their presets. And as me being such a huge audio snob, I guess you could say, um, yep. it, it was really, really good. I wasn't <laughs> looking for you to agree with me on that. But uh, it, it, it definitely was an interesting feature. And then when I could instantly on the fly switch over to Bluetooth and use it to answer a phone call coming in on my cell phone... I mean, that feature alone was amazing. And so the demo, the hands-on that I got to see with it was very short. Um, I'm anxious to actually get a pair and actually dive into this thing and dissect it inside and out. 
But then after that, I decided to go over to the Knox Audio Booth, and I got a chance to check out some of their headphones. And their, uh, I think it's called the Admiral, uh, is their new type of headset, which to me is mind-blowing. This is a headset that I think, hands down, is probably some of the best audio I've ever heard coming out of any headset. Even in my audio studio, it's better. And the cool thing about this is that on the there's an add-on for, for it called the Admiral Touch, where it actually runs the Android operating system. And there's multiple different types of Wi-Fi connectivity, Bluetooth connectivity, and more, all built into the headset. Now, the really cool thing about this is that when it comes to headphones, especially if nowadays everyone wants to go wireless. Okay, well, wireless means batteries. Everyone either has rechargeable batteries or has bought enough batteries to buy stock and Energizer. So the thing is, is that the longer the battery life, the better quality that you'll get because you can actually experience them more. So like for right now, if I watch two movies on my uh, X41s, I have to change out the batteries because they die. So little features like this that really make the product stand out more because you get to enjoy your game longer. And so if you can do that, then that's already boosting your product. So as far as the hardware goes, those are my two tops that just stood out for me. Uh, then as far as games go, oh, God. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> okay, coffee break time, everybody. Exactly. You need, go to, the, all need to go to the bathroom. Yeah, they're all connected. They're all connected. Yeah. <laughs> Skyrim, top of the list. I can't wait. Okay, 900. explain to us. Okay, this is, okay, before you go on with Skyrim, this is how that thing went down. We showed up to the Bethesda booth. And they said, well, guys, we can only let one of you guys in. It was not even a flinch in my mind. I gave it to Brent. Now, what you need to do, Brent, is you need to tell us what happened in there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, what happened is that we went in and sat down in this theater. Uh, there not was about... Yeah, it was, it was about six rows, but it was, you know, nice over 100-inch screen projector and everything. And uh, we went through a demo. Now, uh, if you look... If you watch the trailer, and at the end of the trailer, you'll see a perched dragon fly off of a stone structure. Well, that stone structure is actually a temple. So what we got to experience was actually going through the temple, learning spells, learning about all the new features. And I'm going to try and you know hold back and stuff like that and give some more details later on. But after the demo and everything, I mean, it, I almost lost my voice. We were all screaming and shouting, and I mean, I loved it so much. I told the guys, like, do you mind if I just like sit in the back? Like, I'll watch this all day long. Like, it was it was immense. Like, just even in the demo that we saw, the characters, the uh, NPC characters, were doing things that even the testers and developers haven't seen them do before. They're like, wow, we didn't know he could do that. You know, and I'll get into more detail about that later. But yeah, that game to me, I mean, thank you, Stephen, for uh, allowing me to go. It was go. a no-brainer because the reality is, is Ken and I don't have that much time to devote to that damn game. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've already blocked <laughs> off at least 900 hours for that game. It's just oh wow. god. Yeah, I hear the word 900 hours, my brain explodes. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even conceive it. But moving on, uh, after Skyrim, uh, I definitely got to say Battlefield 3 and Mass Effect 3 at the EA booth. 
those two blew me away. Battlefield 3 is shaping up, I think, to... I, I know you're going to hate me, Steven, for saying this, but I think it's going to be COD this year. I really... I mean... But they're not the have, kind of same kind of game anyway. So. Well, no, no, you're right, you're right. But as far as, like, a military-style shooter goes, the features that they've done in Battlefield 3, it's not just a graphic overhaul, but it's a gameplay overhaul. Like, if you pick the M60 support machine gunner, right, and it, the gun has a bipod, well, if you go prone... The bipod will automatically kick out, allowing you extra stability and more accuracy with an M60. So that alone is massive because you can just start laying down the rounds and you're going to, you know, you're going to be far more accurate than you normally would be. And then one of the cool little, one of the cool little features is that if you are by a windowsill or by a ledge and you go ahead and, uh, pop up over the windowsill and zoom in, your bipod will automatically kick out on that ledge. So you could have, you know, your half your squad go left, half your squad go right, but here you go sneaking up into the middle, into the building, and then blink out with the bipod and lay down the fire. It is unreal. And then I got uh, to see that game too. It does look pretty it does. It really does look impressive. Uh, other games, uh, Mass Effect 3, like, I really don't need to say much about that. I mean, wow, that game's going to I gonna think be... that's going to get you excited about Kinect. Wouldn't you agree, Ken? Like, the, the, this is the Kinect cater here we've got. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's getting away from the tra- traditional expectations of Kinect that are going to get guys like Brent on board. You know, for myself, I, I look at my kids. I know you do, Steve. Um, you know, a way to get them up and moving about. But to... Well, to what actually did, what did, immerse yourself deeper into a game. That's what where. did you think of the Connect implementation, Brent? It was good. I mean, I thought it, it's a small step in the right direction. I thought yep. that it was it. it, it I, I like how they didn't do too much with it to try and make Connect more focused of the game. So that to me, I thought it was a small step, but it was in the right direction. So that way, you know, hopefully future titles can incorporate other things that, you know, on the, on the, you know, off the top of your head that you can just say to, you know, command troops or, you know, do whatever that needs to be done. I mean, I personally think that it was a small step in the right direction. Now, is it going to be something that it's going to make me say like, oh, well, my whole hatred towards this stupid little box is going to go away? No, no, it's it's not at all. But at the same point in time, it's lessening the anger I have towards it. So that's anger. Wow. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> I, I guess it's, well, I mean, I feel sorry. Like if if people I guess, are, yeah. I guess you're warming up to it, really. I think that's yeah, the best way. Yeah, to put it. warming up to it. That's 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 a lot better. Yeah. So anything else you got going? I mean, you oh, saw some other oh, God. stuff, dude. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, Ace Combat. Like, give it open floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ace Combat. Oh man, I hit it hard this year. I hit that floor running. Uh, Understatement Ace, of the year, right there. Yeah, I know, right? But Ace Combat, phenomenal. I cannot wait for this game. Um, if you're a huge fan of the series or if you've never played Ace Combat before, get ready for the best Ace Combat so far. The I love the fact that now they've taken it out of some fantasy land that's made up and they've put you in real world cities. Miami, uh, New York... Uh, so it's South Africa, yeah. Yeah, South Africa, exactly, Ken. And now that they've incorporated not just uh, jets, but they've also incorporated helicopters. So that to me, yeah, it, it adds a whole nother element to 
an already successful title. I mean, Ken, I remember when we before we saw the game, Ken wasn't you know a really big fan of it, but then this kid had his jaw on the floor the whole time he was playing it, just like wow. I mean, what I mean, what do you think, Ken? Yeah, absolutely. I'm right there on board. I mean, uh, I was a big fan of the old uh, Comanche series back on the PC days, and I kind of fell out of the uh, the flight type of games, uh, certainly the air combat games. Uh, this one has it right in place. I mean, you are you are completely immersed in the game. Um, there's not a time uh, that you're left out of the action. In fact, there's there's times when you know it's a dynamic explosion or or you've done something spectacular that it actually zooms in on the yeah. carnage that you're creating, and you're just thrown into it. It's it's incredible. It really is. Yeah. Have they said if they're going to make a, a flight stick for this one yet? That's the thing. I asked the I asked the uh, rep, and he said that there has been no discussion yet. Or they're not planning to talk about any flight stick support because I asked, would the previous flight stick work with this game, or will they be re-releasing a whole new model for this new title? And of course, I got the infamous, "Well, we're not ready to talk yeah. about that yet." So I was like, "Cool, no problem." You know, you said yet, so I'm just going to assume yes. You know, <laughs> and move and move on my merry way. But uh, yeah, other well, games. Well, combat. What is about four years in the making? This one, right? Uh, yeah, three it's or four about, years. Been a while. Yeah, but, yeah, it's been about three, three and a half, maybe four. Yeah, right. So because basically, the first Ace Combat on the 360 came out about a couple years after the launch of the 360. So this oh, one yeah. is a few years making, I think. You know, so oh, it should yeah. be good. Like, it oh, doesn't yeah. review terribly well the old version of it. <laughs> okay, Adam. So, what about you? Was there anything that uh, you're eager to get your hands onto? Surprisingly, the biggest. The biggest thing for me was uh, the gameplay for Tomb Raider. Uh, what they showed for Tomb Raider was just amazing. That looked uh, good. I there yeah, I mean, I'm excited for the reboot, and then, I mean, I was gonna really look into it, but I mean, after they showed the gameplay, that was just uh, that that sold it right there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, so um, at- I mean, yeah. Oh, I was just gonna ask you a question, Adam. What do you think? Since you you mentioned the reboot. A lot of games right now are going to be trying to go back and doing the reboot of you know their franchise and series and stuff like that. So, do you think it worked well with Tomb Raider? Do you think it will work well with like let's say Devil May Cry? Uh, it it depends. I mean, Devil May Cry they haven't really shown anything other than a terrible character model, right? So, um, it depends on how much love they put behind it. I mean, obviously you can tell the guys doing this they they really want it to work and they really enjoy the series um or else the polish that was that was that they've shown wouldn't have been there already um it's gonna vary game to game uh, and it depends on how they reboot it if they're just going to do a retail with better graphics i mean so what where this is you mean i mean they've already explained how she's not going to be doing her you know triple backflips and she doesn't have triple d boobs anymore it's like it's meant to be a realistic you know well, it's getting back to being an actual game rather than just yeah. a piece. So hopefully, hopefully they keep the T Rexes and stuff in like that. But I guess we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what else? Battlefield was obviously very big for me. I I, I was hoping they were going to show more multiplayer stuff, but I'll, I'll take what I can get at this point. Um, I'm I'm kind of with Brent. It 
if there's a game that has a chance to dethrone Call of Duty this year, that's the one. So I'm I'm hoping it does because I was honestly pretty disappointed with what they showed for Call of Duty. I mean, yeah, it looks great. It's cinematic, but it's the exact same font. It's the exact same markers. Um, it just, if someone didn't know that it was the new game, it didn't look like it was the new game, if that kind of makes sense. Oh, that makes sense. So... Now, now, if there's anybody I expected to give a huge shout-out to Halo 4, it was you. Well, that's just a given, but I mean, that's a good way, so we'll, we'll save that for next E3. But are, are you uh, are you dis- disappointed with how little we were actually shown? No, because I mean, it's it's a year away, and I mean, you can't, you can't show that off when it's, you know, they're bringing out Gears this year, and even the anniversary, and all this other stuff. There's There's no point giving more details at this point it's it was more just to let people know that it's being made right and, you know start start building the hype because i mean next e3 is where they're going to show everything right so absolutely. yeah absolutely. yeah but that new combat evolved looked amazing oh wow yeah that looked I'm i mean for that. now the fact that you've got terminals and everything which if you find all the terminals and uh, granted it wasn't in the original but if you find them all then it gives you a backstory that leads into halo 4 I mean, plus all the sound and original voiceovers are in, but everything is being overhauled by Skywalker Sound. I mean, it the game is well, just looking... The fact, the fact that you can push a button and go between new and old graphics, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. That the only really, thing yeah. I wish they would have explained it better, because it's pretty confusing how they're doing it. With, like, you know, is it in the Reach engine? Do you have to have Reach? Well, is it different no. Dish? What it is, is... It, I saw it. The, go ahead. The, Oh, the game itself is actually stacked. There's two engines running. There's the original game engine that's running, and then there's they've stacked the second graphics engine on top. So that yeah. way you so you can change. It's all on the same disc though, but that's what's running at the same time. The multiplayer aspect of it is going to be done with the Halo Reach engine. So yeah. there's no talk yeah. as far like going back into retro mode, you know, while you're in multiplayer. So, but there is chatter about having uh, map support. So, like, you download uh, like your maps for Halo Three and Halo Reach and stuff like that. There's talk about having support for those maps as well in this Combat Evolved multiplayer. Yeah, I, th- I thought there would have been just a little bit more detail, and it would. <laughs> it just, it's very confusing how they're doing it. They're not. They, they didn't explain it well. Essentially, no, I agree. How I, it works. So. Well, it's it's just. You, you press the back button on the controller at the uh, at the E3 place uh, or at the E3 show that we got to see. It, you hit the back button on the controller and bam, it instantly switches. And it's amazing because we got to see what it looks like. You know, like oh, you're running through the water. Okay, whoop de doo. And then here's the new graphics, and literally it's night and day. Everything has yeah. been retouched and redone. And the beautiful thing about it is, even though I was watching it and someone else was playing it, I was just itching to just be like okay now we have to go here now run up this hill and go there you know like i was like oh i want to play i want to play i want to play so but yeah it was amazing and the the terminals were the big surprise to me as well because not only were they included but they're no longer the scrolling text that you just read they're actually full videos that you get to watch and enjoy which talk about the history of 343 Guilty Spark and what happened since the death of the Maker and yeah it's it ties in beautifully and oh my god they did a wonderful job so far with that game that's awesome 
I don't feel like a Halo fan after hearing you guys talk. <laughs> I feel like a peasant. <laughs> I feel like a peasant. I'm like, okay. Well, now, all of that being said, um, across the different gaming medias, the thing I'm hearing the most is that from all the studios, from all the different events, from all the titles coming out, yes, Nintendo and, and PS3, or sorry, what's that? That Sony people. Um, they came out with some new hardware, great. But really, the focus, from what I'm seeing, has been the big hit that EA was this year. Do you guys are you guys finding the same thing? I mean, that wasn't necessarily my impression, but it's, I thought it's the hit was for, the Wii U. Honestly, well, yeah, yeah that, that that's pretty much goes without saying. I mean, they're the most revolutionary, but as far as the the that seems to be getting the most uh, attention, as far as a publisher, yeah, absolutely, EA was the the one. Yeah, I, I agree with that. All right, now. If, to add to that, and I hate to do this on an Xbox Attic site, but I have to do it. Guys, the old Republic. We oh, all wow. Died. <laughs> oh, wow. How many hours of uh, Xbox gaming is this going to take away? Years. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't are, care. Are we all agreed? I mean, Adam, what are, what are your thoughts? I, I still think I'm the only one that just doesn't care about the game at all. And I don't know if it's because I'm not Fired. a Star Wars guy or no. Fired. I mean, I'm Get a off. huge MMO Get guy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh I, yeah, I, no. I, he is an MMO guy. I'll I'm a MMO guy, and I, he's real. I don't know. Like, Lord of the Rings. He's there. There's, it's just it hasn't caught me yet. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm sure if I was a bigger Star Wars guy, it would have, you know, that would have defaulted it. But looking at it as an it's like MMO and mechanic wise and stuff, I, I don't know. I. <laughs> I still got to see more. Steven, you made a lot of comments at this show on how it borrowed from different MMOs that are out there, especially the successful MMOs. Uh, can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, basically, uh, I think Adam and I are probably on staff the bigger MMO players. Yeah. And uh, I've played World of Warcraft. Uh, Adam has played Lord of the Rings, I believe. And did you play Dungeons Name and Dragons it. online? Name it, I've played it. Okay. Well, basically, uh, now uh, Adam and I are playing Rift. I don't know if he's still playing, but I'm still playing. Not super actively, but we're we're we've been attracted to this new game called Rift. And the, I was talking to Brent and that uh, not Adam, but Ken in the uh, when we were watching the video on the game, and I went, "Oh, that's borrowed from Rift. That's borrowed from World of Warcraft. That's borrowed from here." <laughs> and I was numerating these things, and Ken was kind of looking at me like, "What?" You could tell, and I was like, "Yeah, well, you know how in Rift, Adam, the map transparency when you start moving, yeah, you know, map goes. They did that in Star Wars. They just added yeah. that. So I'm like, okay, they're what, what I'm seeing by making these comments is that they're really watching the MMO market, and they're going, this works, this doesn't, this works, this doesn't, and they're, I think, piecing together a really kick-ass game, to be honest with you, because they're taking all the details from all these different games." And I'm like, wow, they took this from World of Warcraft, they took this from, from that, they took this from, and I'm like, wow, this is, they're doing their homework is what I'm saying. And I'm really yeah. impressed by the fact that they're, they're taking the details and stitching it all together to make a kick-ass MMO. I wish it would be out a little earlier than they're saying, but, uh, I did notice all these little, tiny little things. And I think the one thing I was impressed the most with with that game, uh, if I may, 
is the fact that you can start a Sith warrior, for example, and start making good decisions or right. good uh, light type of decisions. And I'm like, wow, can you be a Sith warrior and be Mr. Goody Two-Shoes right to the end of the game? And then your alignment changes. And it, it sort of caught me because they have a meter there that goes from blue to red. If you're going to be bad, I guess, red or whatever. But And I'm sitting there. That's an interesting dynamic I haven't seen in the game. I don't know if you've seen it, Adam, in different games that they've done similar things where... But it's all dialogue, right? You answer yes or no, kill him off with his head, no, let him live, whatever. And all these decisions that you make along the way will affect the character. And, and it creates a new storyline for you as well. You can play yeah. the same faction. You can be that Sith Lord and play 100 plus hours to get to the end of that 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 tree and go back and start over with that same faction and play a a whole new hundred hours that that's what blew me away i think a big problem it's going to have is it's going to have the duke syndrome where it it has this hype that it's going to have to live up to and there's just there's no possible way that you're going to be able to (laughs) make it the way you know everyone's envisioning it right well yeah i mean from what i'm saying they're doing a good job Brent, oh, yeah, what do you think? I mean, you're not a big MMO fan, but I know you're like me, you're a Star Wars fan, and you're, oh, kind of, yeah. you're looking forward to this title. So what are your thoughts? Well, my main thought is concern, and my concern is for Bioware delivering a Knights of the Old Republic story that we have all known and loved. And I think they've got a lot riding on this. There's a heck of a lot more to write about as far as all the different classes and paths to take and stuff like that. So I think they that's their biggest concern, or that's at least my biggest concern, is the story. Because I've been recently disappointed with a lot of the, the stories of the Star Wars universe that have come yeah, out. and. And it, it's, to me, there's been all these delays and everything like that. So I'm hoping, I guess would be the best word to be used there, is that they actually use this time to develop one amazing story after another. And that way, when you get this game, it's like you're getting seven or eight old republics. And so when you play through each storyline, you know that you're going to get this amazing quality. Because if they don't pull that off, and they don't do that, then instantly it's going to be tainted. And people are going to be like, this is crap, and sign off, and yeah, they're not going to get into it. And so I think that's the biggest risk, and that's what I'm most concerned about. I I love what I've seen, but I want to see some more of the story. Well, guys, I, I think we have a, a ton of more stuff to talk about for E3. Uh, we do still have a couple of points to take care of today, but... Uh, Surely, in the interest of time, we'll move on a little bit. Um, let's kind of wrap things up with what... Just give us a quick list of the must-haves um, for what's coming out this year, what we've seen at E3. Um, Stephen, let's start with you. Oh, well, like I said before, uh, I think Batman Arkham City has to be on everybody's Christmas list. Uh, for the raunchy player, uh, Saints Row 3... Uh, it's a good laugh. I mean, it's it's one of those non-serious games, Grand Theft Auto meets over-the-top craziness storytelling, I guess, if you will. And Star Trek's not coming out this year, so I'm not going to mention that uh, in here. But basically, 
Um, Gears 3, I'm a big Gears fan, so I'm hoping uh, that won't let me down in uh, Modern Warfare 3. Excellent. Brent? Skyrim, hands down. <laughs> Number one, Skyrim. Uh, Halo Combat Evolved, Gears 3, Battlefield 3. Uh, I'd love, I mean, even though it's not going to be till next year, Mass Effect 3, that's, I mean, Batman... Arkham City, Ace Combat, Ninja Gaiden 3, uh, Adam touched on it, Tomb Raider, like, yeah, there's just so many wonderful Is titles. Is Tomb Raider this year? Uh, no, uh, I, I don't think so. I think so. it's early next year. Yeah. Well, I've got, a, I've got a relatively short list. Of course, it includes uh, many of the ones already mentioned. Saints Row the Third, Arkham City, Star Trek, well, Star Trek next year, right? Um, Ace Combat, absolutely, that's on a must-have. Uh, Battlefield 3, Modern Warfare 3. Um, i got to see that War of the Worlds uh, title. That's going to be fantastic. Something we haven't talked much about, but I think everybody will want to get their hands on is the uh, new Need for Speed, the run. That's going to be incredible yeah you got to see that That's yeah cool. that yeah. that one uh, just takes what we've already know of the need for speed franchise and really builds on it makes it more dynamic um as well i know not everybody agrees but driver san francisco i'm really pumped up to get my hands on that as well duke nukem i know the multiplayer wasn't that great but i, I have my hopes pinned on this single player and uh I think everybody should get it just out of sure nostalgia. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's it's a guilty pleasure for the 14-year-old and all of us. For the 30-year-old and all of us, well, that's what Saints, Saints Row is for. Hey, before we uh, chime out here, Ken, I want to hear your thoughts on Connect Star Wars. You got to play it. You're a huge, over-the-top Star Wars fan. You walked out of the LucasArts booth, uh, or room, rather, uh, excited a little bit, but what what do you really think when you got home? Start thinking about it. Well, uh, I'll tell you, I, I want to go back to that that Lucas Arts booth simply because it was inundated with all kinds of um, statuettes and and figurines and and everything else. A Grand Moff Tarkin bust that was lifelike to the point that was of having hair scary. in the ears and the nose. It was. There, the pores were there. You waited for that. That was scary, dude. Yeah. That was scary. You waited for that statue just to go, boo. That there was, there like, was, like it was. There was a few other pieces I don't already have, and they did threaten to check my bag before I left, but I think everything worked out okay. But the the title itself, I'm I'm going to get it, absolutely. Um, it's, a, it's a Star Wars game that I think my kids are really going to enjoy, but I'm going to get frustrated with pretty quickly. Just because it is very rail-driven, uh, you do kind of have a choice. I mean, there'll be a group of four or five, uh, you know, droids or what have you in front of you, and you move towards them, and you can move to the left or the right as far as who to hit first. But it's not tracking your exact moves. You can swing your arm back and forth. It's only going to take one swipe with the lightsaber. You know, you have to do a pretty excessive jump to jump over different characters. Ah, it, it's going to be interesting, but I think they really missed a few key opportunities to open it up to the the gamer's interpretation. I, I get that they're uh, trying to attract the widest market, but at the end of the day, it's going to be the kids and the hardcore fans like myself that are going to pick it up. You, you know what I thought when I saw that game, when I played it uh, at Showcase? I thought... 
Am I going to play this by myself? No. I'm right. a big Star Wars fan. Yes. This is the game I'm going to play with my son. That's about it. Absolutely. I think that's where it stops and go through the game, have a lot of fun. I don't know how many hours they threatened it was going to be, but that's what I saw that game being is play Star Wars with your son if you're an adult, Star Wars fan, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, replay value might be a little low, but, you know, I think it's a good ride. Yeah, you know, yeah absolutely. Um, now, the last two titles I had on my list were Inversion and Rage. Both titles need a little bit of polish, but I think uh, are really going to offer some new uh, dynamics to gaming. That uh, inversion was cool. It was very cool. Adam, what are you looking forward to? Tomb Raider, of course. Uh, uh, see, off the top of my head in one breath. <laughs> <laughs> Forza, Gears, Dark Souls, uh, Skyrim, uh, Alice. Assassin's Creed, Modern Warfare, Halo 1, Batman, Dead Island, um, Battlefield, and then that's not even including like the live arcade stuff, uh, Minecraft, uh, SSX, uh, I can't think of any more off the top of my head. weren't at tree? Wow, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, guys. Well, like I said, I think uh, we're going to have to do another uh, bit of E3 catch-up to get into some of these details. I know that uh, Brent still has all kinds to share about the Connect. <laughs> well, maybe not all kinds, but no. good stuff. Um, but, yes, uh, thank you all very much. I'm Ken Alex 1138 <laughs> I'm, just, I'm picking my nose. I'm variation. <laughs> Brent Roberts, Symmetric. Stephen Cameron Camp. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you all Good very night. much. Good night. And we'll see you soon.